Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. This has kind of been our, uh, our text in Psalms 100 verse 4 in the Passion Bible. Psalms 100 verse 4 in the Passion Bible. And you, you know this scripture has become kind of like our text for this. It says you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. So God already tells you the gates are wide open, but you got to be able to pass through, come on, with the password of praise. Come right in his presence with thanksgiving. And what? Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Wow. Isn't that awesome? So everyone knows that God can be trusted. His promises are faithful from generation to generation. And there's only one entrance into the presence of God. Okay? Into the outer court. If you want to approach God, this is the way. Like in the Old Testament, they had a gate. And there was one gate into the presence of God. So if you wanted to enter into his courts and come into the Holy of Holies, you, you knew you had to present yourself properly. And the New Testament church, he tells us, we don't have to come in here with the blood of bulls and goats. We don't have to come in here with symbolic um, gestures towards God. We got to come in here with faith and praise in our mouth. In the days of Moses, only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies, and it was not accessible to everyone. However, we understand in Hebrews, and let's read this. This will make sense. In Hebrews 4, 14, it is the modern-day version of, of, it's a New Testament explanation of um, the, the position of the priest. Okay? Uh, it, it, so what, seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So to enter into the Holy of Holies, right, to enter in by faith, Jesus the high priest did it. So for me and you, the gate you come through to approach God is thanksgiving, and the court you enter into is praise. Now, you say thanksgiving and praise has to be part of your prayer life. Thanksgiving and praise has to be part of you asking God in petition life, okay? So this is big. If you skip the praise and you skip the thanks and you skip the worship and you skip the side of this, um, then you're not guaranteed God's presence. That makes sense? Stay scriptural. So praise and worship is not like, you know, I think like sometimes in church we get messed up. We think like praise and worship is like the opening act. You know what I mean? Like, oh, let them come in. No, praise and worship basically starts softening the soil of your heart so the seeds of the message can be planted. It gives you, you know, you got to ask yourself the question is, you know, kind of like this. This series is kind of making me take a personal inventory. Like, how can I incorporate praise in my life every day? What can I be thankful for? Um, 
what awareness do I have to start achieving with thanksgiving and praise? You know? I think it's so important. And I, I think, like, it, this, every, you know, every time we kind of get in a series, I think you take personal inventory of where you could, it's not about good or bad or better, but you could just kind of, like, improve your relationship with God, you know? It's kind of like funny. It's like if, you, if you're having problems, like, maybe communicating in your house, you know, sometimes you go and you, get, you learn better communicative skills so you, you're a better communicator within the home. You make adjustments. You go, you make, you know, you get a financial planner, you fix your finances. You get a trainer, you fix your gym time. You get everything. So when we take these moments in time where we learn about Thanksgiving, praise, gratitude, having the right attitude, we start understanding that we need to take some personal inventory and make some spiritual adjustments so that we could produce the best life for Christ in the earth we possibly can. And then our relationship kind of goes to another level because I'm in position based upon the word of God to produce what God wants me to produce. So therefore I can maximize my relationship. And that's what you got to understand. So why is it so important for me and you to praise God? Because praise changes you. Worship changes you. Thanksgiving changes you. Have you ever seen somebody with an ungrateful attitude? You know what I mean? Just, Man, we, we live in a society that has such an entitlement problem. You see it a lot of places, like people deserve stuff. They, they, they have no, you know, right to, but they think they deserve it or somebody owes them something. Man, what, what a stinky stench that is, right? People that are not grateful, people that don't show gratitude, people that are just really like almost uh, at, a, at a place within their own self where they're just kind of ugly a little bit. Because they, they just don't, they, they just don't really, they're not grateful, you know? And praise changes you. So some of these things that we got to, and I think like what happens is, why are we not magnifying God? I don't think we reflect enough upon what God has done. Why are we not grateful to God? Because I don't think we've taken time to take personal inventory of all the great things God has done. Why do we sometimes, you know, not find a place of joy, find a place of thanks, find a place of gratitude? Well, I think a lot of times it's because we're not um, bringing to remembrance the things that God has already done. So, you know, when your focus shifts off of what's not happening in your life and your focus shifts off your problems and your focus shifts off your hurt and your pain and it shifts in praise and thanksgiving and worship towards hope and a future and healing, um, stuff changes, you know? So the bottom line is that we are, even though we're being processed sometimes in the earth through stuff we go through, praise, thanksgiving should never, ever really leave my lips, Okay? Because sometimes we walk through seasons of being broken. We walk through seasons of being stressed out. See, you cannot let the effect of um, life negate how good God's been. So there ain't no other way to say it but like that. Because praise isn't a relationship. It's not some kind of ritual. You know, we don't just do this like out of formality per se. We do this out of a heart that's, it just really entrenched in the relationship. 
Um, in Exodus 25.8, I want you to look at this. Moses was really, 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 Exodus 25, verse 8, King James is perfect. It says, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall you make it. And you start thinking like, man, what is God, what is God showing them? He, he didn't, um, God asked for a tent of meeting, and it wasn't about the structure, it was about the relationship that Moses and the people of God were going to meet God in a tent. He wanted a tabernacle so he could be with his people. That, you know, that brings a thing of understanding to me and you that God wants to inhabit our praises, um, because, you know, I've been to beautiful churches. You know, you go overseas, you see these beautiful cathedrals, and you see all these beautiful, you know, stained glass windows and all this really cool, I don't remember where I was the one time, but they had this really cool, like, chandeliers, and they had this really cool, like, ancient-looking stuff, and it looked like, man, there were statues and gold and all this. It was over the top, you know? And you think, like, does God show up in this building because of the stuff? No, he showed up in a tent, just like he could show up in that, but the building isn't the reason why God shows up, or nor is the building special to God. He said, I'll show up in a tent. Matter of fact, you are the modern-day temple in the inside. That's why our communion with God is so important that we keep cultivating our relationship. Because he said, know ye not, your body's the temple. So God lives housed in our being, so we don't have to go far to find God. He's living in you. You know, you know, and I think this is a great statement. Worship is no longer worship when it reflects the culture around us more than the Christ within us. Worship this is a great quote. Worship is no longer worship when it reflects the culture around us more than the Christ within us. And um, I think it's big. You know, we got a modern day praise and worship and I'm not knocking it, but if it's based just upon performance and, you know, I think a lot of times, sometimes the local church for a lack of, um, I, you know, I don't want to be, you know, sometimes you, you, you come across sounding like, you know, you're blowing out the candle. That's not what I'm doing, but I want you to get this. If every week needs to be some kind of theatrical set around here and we're building this stuff on an experience, then we're not building it on the Word of God. You know, I don't have a problem with, you know, you bring a couple props out or you bring, you know, you know, you bring a ladder out here and you stand on top of the ladder and tell everybody I'm getting a different perspective of life. I, I, I totally agree with having like illustrated sermons are wonderful, but if we got to have a production here every week just to get people coming back, this place became more like, you know, a, the, a, a theater than it did a church. And that's why I've never, and I'm not saying anybody's doing this, and I'm not, like I said, um, I'm not like picking on anybody how they do it. When you build this thing on the word of God, and that's the authority we build it on here, I don't have to, I don't think I got to come in here, you know, with like, hey, watch me take a sledgehammer and, you know, break the tablets of the law of Moses so you can get it, you know, I, whatever, maybe, 
I mean, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, but you get what I'm saying? It's like, it seems like church has become like, we got to have a theatrical event and we got to have another theatrical and we got to outdo the last theatrical event and then we got to do another elaborate thing. And I'm like, look, man, I ain't got to do nothing elaborate and I don't got to do nothing theatrical. I'm going to come in here and teach you what the word of God says. And the only thing we're going to be theatrical about is nothing, you know? Because it's not based on an experience, a feel, a goosebump. It's based on the Word of God. And once you get a revelation of the Word of God, you'll get a feel, you'll get a goosebump, and you'll get a changed life. So that's where I think we got to be careful because, listen, God can move with laser lights. God can move with a fog machine. I'm not down on this stuff. We got this stuff. He likes the lights. He likes the thing. He likes that. Of course, he can do whatever he wants to do because he's God. I'm not, I'm not arguing about any of this stuff but what i'm saying is this is that i got all this stuff but i build your life upon the word of god true praise doesn't come from the the, this atmosphere we set true praise comes from a relationship with jesus christ in psalms 22 3 now look at psalms 22 3 this is awesome but thou art holy O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. He inhabits the praises of his people. That's God. He dwells in, lives in, and abides in our praise. Ain't that cool? So if you want to get God on the scene, what do you need to do? Praise him. It's all about a relationship. But if you decide, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not praising the Lord. Well, then you're not guaranteed his presence. The, the, the guaranteed presence of God is found in your praise. Okay, let's just say this, right? How many times do people say, I wish God would speak to me? Yeah. Just, let's stay scriptural here. Just hear me. I wish God would give me the answer to some of the questions I had. No problem. I wish God would, you know, just communicate with me. I really wish... I could hear God. I really wish God would speak to me. I really wish I didn't feel like, I really wish I had direction from God. I really wish my relationship with God was at a deeper level. He inhabits the praises of his people. So it's like saying this, right? Just say you try to get a meeting with me, right? Okay, and you go, well, you know, I, I want to get with Pastor Chris. You just can't show up at the church. You know, I mean, I understand there's emergencies, but you get what I'm saying. You don't just show up at the church and be like, well, maybe he's going to be there. You know what I mean? You set an appointment. We set up some time. I meet with you. Jesus said the same thing. Hey, if you want to be guaranteed in my presence, let's set up a time, and you give me some praise, and I inhabit praise. There ain't no mystery whether he's going to show up. He told you. So maybe just, let's just hear this. Let's just stay scriptural. Really, really staunch scriptural. Maybe God hasn't spoken to you because you ain't praised him. Well, I got in the presence of God. Well, how'd you do it? Well, I just went and told God. Yeah, okay, that's good. He hears you. But did you follow protocol? I didn't even know there was a protocol. What do you mean a protocol? Well, he said, I inhabit the praises of my people. 
So if he inhabits the praises of his people, uh, if you want to have a time with God, maybe you should praise him. Are you guaranteed God's going to show up any other way? And the answer to that is absolutely not. Because he said to what? Praise him. So now I know and you know what I'm saying is the saint, right? Because what's that mean? If he said it, if I follow order, I will get results. If you don't follow the order, maybe that's why you're not getting results. So I'm just saying maybe if you need an answer, you should praise God. Because every answer that you need is waiting for you in the presence of God. What's it going to look like when you start praising him? Now, write this down. This is an important part of praise. We're going to talk about this on Sunday. Praise defeats your enemies. Now, that's big. And I want you to get excited about that one, right? You know? You know, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's what they call Jesus, right? Judah means praise. So when you understand that Jesus would send the praisers, okay? Praisers. We got to send praise. And you understand that? You got to look. We can, we can look at this. We're going to look at this more on Sunday. But 2 Chronicles 20. 2 Chronicles 20. And you could go to uh, uh, 2020. 2 Chronicles 2020. King James is great. I want to just give you. And they arose early in the morning. I want to give you a minute to read this. And they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness uh, to Koa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. What? What did I tell you Judah meant? Praise. O the people of praise, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established, and believe his prophet, and you shall prosper. He's prophesying right now. Jehoshaphat. He said, God sent us, and I'm prophesying. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. Singers, I thought they were in a battle. Why is this guy going to war and telling the singers, get out front? I don't want, I don't want to say nothing. I don't want, don't get, I'm going to get in trouble right here. I'm going to get in trouble right here. I know some of the praise team is going to get mad at me. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about you, but if we were going to get in a fight, you know, wouldn't you pick, like, the biggest guys in the church? Not to say some of them praised guys ain't jacked. You know, we got some jacked praise guys around here. I don't want to say nothing. I don't want Evan getting mad at me. Saying I said he was softer. Aaron getting mad and Derek. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, man, if we're going to fight, you know, if just say we went to fight in here, I'd be like, send Mike first. Man, that joker could fight. <laughs> send that other dude. <laughs> He'll knock somebody out. Send the kung fu master out there to go get it. He said, no, get the praise team. There's Pastor Liz. Get Pastor, oh, there's Lauren. Oh, yeah, you're there too. She's another one. You're you going to get Lauren to go out there, roll up her sleeves. She's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to fight him with my, ha, get up there with her knuckles. Get out of here. No, I'm not sending to pray. I'm not, I might send Brittany to slap somebody. But come on, somebody, give me an amen. You know what I'm saying. You know, if I left somebody out on the praise team, relax, all right? You know, you're all, if I got to go get, no, I wouldn't send the praise. He said, send the singers first. 
that should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, what? So you sent the praise team out before an army. Can you imagine me? I'd be on the news, man. Local pastor sends praise team out against an army. Story at 11. <laughs> They'd be drumming me out of the city. And say, say what? Say our military forces are coming with rockets. No, say praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is God's idea. Yeah, send the praise. Because praise gives you victory over the man. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sinai, which were what? Against Judah. And they were smitten. You see that? He said, get out there and sing some praise. And the Lord sent ambushment. The Lord is sending ambushment against your enemies. The minute you start, oh, I felt the Holy Ghost right there. Did you feel that? Woo! Some of you were in a lawsuit. You lift your hands and just start praising God. Glory! I'm getting out of this thing. Glory, 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 glory to God. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for the mercy endureth forever. I'm telling you what, man, I'm fake it. I'll read right here. What do you say? Went out and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Say what Jehoshaphat said. It works. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Man, you got to stay scriptural. That's the problem with the church. We all whacked out, want to go get miracle spring water to try to go get a miracle. When Jesus told you, confess the word of God and you'll get every miracle you need. Did he just say that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm batting a 1,000 today. My God in heaven, you know? Praise the Lord. Well, they said I'm the road Joe Rogan to Christianity. I might start knocking people out in the ring. I might start fighting other people. I don't know what's going on here today at Relevant Church. This place, you know, I'm the Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan were a Christian, it'd be me. This is what I get from the internet. Glory to God. I don't know. Grant, fix this stuff. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments. Well, did the ambushments come till they sang and praised? No. So maybe for you to get victory over your enemies, you need to what? Start singing and praising God. Wow. Wow. Look at verse 23. You're, gonna, you're not going to believe this one. I know you're believers, but you got to get this. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants, utterly destroyed and destroyed them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sarai, Everyone helped to destroy another. What? Yeah, they said ambushments. They started, they, everyone, they were destroying one another. Joseph got down there and started seeing these nitwits started fighting one another, killing one another. <laughs> this is getting better by the minute. Jehoshaphat went down there and said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And three, these three armies started fighting one another. The enemies that were coming against them started killing one another. That's what's going to happen in Israel with them nitwits. Israel's going to stand there, and God's going to touch Israel, and every nation that rises up against Israel is going to want to fight in one another. You watch. You're going to see it. I'm telling you. And, then, and when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, the praise, they looked up to the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies falling to the earth, and nobody escaped. Are you kidding me, man? And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among the riches, with the dead bodies. Man, some of you might have to kick over some dead bodies to get them riches. I'm not talking naturally dead. I'm talking about stuff that you needed to get victory over to win supernaturally. Look at this. Both riches and precious jewels 
which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were, what, three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley, for they, what, blessed the Lord. Therefore, the same days they called that, right, the valley of Baracha unto this day. Well, what do you mean, victory? Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat and the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. This way, he said, go down there and sing. Maybe your divine deliverance is waiting for your praise. How about this? Try this. Instead of battling in your own power, put on an amazing praise and worship and start singing. Meaning like in your own thing. Like, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go tell everybody, say this. Brother Hagin used to say this. Uh, uh, he used to say all the time, he said, and that's a psalm. He used to say, uh, 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 um, uh, oh God, what's the matter with me? He would walk around, uh, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. That was Brother Hagin all day long. That's scripture. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. That's what he said that a hundred times sometimes. You know, like during his, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. I got a new one. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Every time you keep throwing mercy, I'm going to tell you what. The revelation of gratitude and thanksgiving, and, and, and every time I'm seeing this, there's a pattern here. And I'm, we, we've got a kingdom mystery, so we want to grab it. Every time I see thanksgiving, praise, worship, all this stuff, I always see the word mercy. Mercy. There's always mercy. Mercy, merciful, mercy. So when you start magnifying how merciful God's been, and you start singing praises, and you start going over there, and you start getting this amazing praise and this amazing worship coming out of you, sing over your situation, sing over your spouse, sing over your kids, Sing over everything, every fear, every thought, and rejoice for your life and get excited and lift your hands to heaven and say what he said. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Praise be the Lord. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. I'm telling you, his mercy endures forever. What do you mean his mercy endures forever? That's what he said. He said his mercy endures forever. That's the problem. You got to get a revelation of mercy. Endureth. I, I keep telling you this. Uh. You know, uh, um, the, the mercy of the Lord, um, the mercy of the Lord is, is, is powerful, man. I was thinking about that. Because I, I like that, you know. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I was, I was looking at that the other day, and, and, and I, and I want to find that for you before I go. I, I was liking it because every time I see it, I always see it connected to mercy. I was thinking, man, praise the Lord. Because his mercy endures. Second Chronicles 7, 6. 21 is really where you find it too. But what did I say, Second Chronicles 7, 6? Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Right? Look at this in Second Chronicles 7, 6. And the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also with the instruments of music of the Lord. And David the king had made to praise the Lord because his mercy endureth forever. And when they sounded the trumpet before them and all the Israel, what? Praise the Lord and give thanks. Look at Psalms 106.1 and we're done. 
Psalms 106.1. This is what we got to do. Where's the element of praise? Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good and his mercy endures forever. What's your life going to look like when you start adding the element of praise and worship? Praise, worship, thanksgiving. Adoration. Exaltation. Um, there's a word I'm going to talk to you about. Um, try to slide it in there. Hopefully I can get it in this series. I like the word gratitude. I don't think gratitude is taught enough. You need to have an attitude of gratitude for everything God has done. And we need to tap into the mercy of God and transform our life forever. I promise you, if you start applying worship and praise and let this month change your life, your future is going to be so different, you won't even be able to believe it. I like that, though. Ain't that crazy? Can you imagine this? Can you literally imagine this? You go down there, Jehoshaphat, he's like, hey, man, you got all these three armies. Three armies and the, same, the praise team's out there. Now, I don't know how many singers there were. Who cares, right? They get down there and start saying, they start saying, praise the Lord. And they begin to sing and to praise, and the Lord sends ambushments, so they start killing one another. Can you imagine three armies, and you're like, just praising God. You ain't got a gun in your hand. They got guns, tanks, whatever they had, you know, whatever. Just get it in your head. God will do it today like that. Rockets. Rockets, I'm going to tell you what you're going to see. <laughs> the Bible says this, though. It says God's going to put a dome over Israel. Like, you'll see fire come out of the sky. That's, those rockets are going to go backwards and fall where they came. I'm not kidding you, man. God's going to do this stuff. You ain't seen it yet, but watch. You'll see it. That's the same thing. Imagine you got a battle, and they coming to get you, and you're like, oh, praise the Lord. Glory to God. I bless you. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. And they, while the rockets are flying at you, you watch them turn right back around and go back. These jokers started killing one another so much they smote one another to death. You tell me that's not a miracle. What miracle are you missing because you're not praising and worshiping God? I don't know about it. It makes me want to praise God all day. Start balancing it out. Get your praise up. Get your petitions up. Get everything up and let's go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for everybody at the sound of my voice. Thank you that praise, worship, thanksgiving, gratitude, attitude to praise. It's going to become a brand new level of our understanding, so much so that we can never be the same again because we are going to allow praise and worship to come out of us like never before. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us to be worship people, praise people. Let us be like Judah and let us give praise to our God and watch you move supernaturally in our midst right before every single thing in front of our face. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I love you. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget, I'm going to see you Sunday 9 and 1030. Cannot wait to continue this series. Next week, we got Thanksgiving. Don't forget, get your turkey. Get on the giveaways. We're giving away the turkeys. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We're getting ready for Christmas. A lot of stuff going on here at Relevant Church. Check out these announcements. We'll tell you more. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.